The room was warm. Too warm. The molded plastic stacking chairs had grown profoundly uncomfortable. On the buffet at the far wall, the picked-over remains of the manna samples, tiny cubes stuck through with toothpicks, were going dry around the edges. The air smelled worn out and used up, stale and slightly ionized, as if the convention center was pumping pure oxygen into the ventilation system in an attempt to keep the Canaan Products Incorporated hopefuls from drooling onto their laminated all-day seminar passes, then keeling over and toppling out of their seats. Nelson Oliver filled in all the letter O's on his glossy Canaan Products brochure, then moved on to the spaces in the A's and E's. He was so far beyond bored he was practically in an altered state of consciousness. The guy on his left with the name tag that read Randy in large assertive letters, the guy who took up way more space than he needed, was actually asleep. Really, deeply asleep. Even asleep he managed to elbow into Nelson's comfort zone. A couple of hours ago he'd started to nod jerking his head back up each time it drooped and forcing his eyes open wide. And then there was lunch, a working lunch, standing at the buffet trying to look as if it wasn't tempting to casually spit some of the stranger new flavors into a napkin. Once they were through cramming themselves full of manna samples, a weird hodgepodge of sweet and savory they could potentially have the responsibility of tweaking, packaging, and selling for the company's next big rollout, Randy finally gave in and let his full stomach usher his brain past alpha waves and deep into a full-on theta sleep. Mary Ann, as proclaimed by her quickly scrawled name tag, the cute redhead on Nelson's right, was not bored. She was doing her own thing, texting so fast he could hardly see her thumbs move. The job fair literature had clearly stated that PDAs and smartphones weren't welcome. Nelson wished he hadn't let the literature convince him to leave his droid at home. The presenter was counting down the history of manna at a level even a child could understand, explaining manna to Nelson, a manna specialist. Nelson glanced around the room at the sea of strangers. Was anyone there capable of keeping their attention on the tedious presentation? Every one of them held an advanced degree, or the real-world equivalent. There were marketing gurus, entrepreneurs, even other scientists like him, and all of them were scrabbling to be picked for the Canaan Products Elite Development and Marketing Team that was the buzz of the entire food industry. Regaling them with the history of manna? What next? A blow-by-blow demonstration of how to tie your own shoes? Can anyone here tell me, said the slick Canaan Products guy on stage, The ten top-selling manna flavors of all time. Chocolate, someone called out. Chocolate, that's number three. He strode back to his box of tricks from which he'd been pulling visual aids all morning and found a plain envelope inside. From that, he drew a bill, though Nelson was too far away to see its denomination from where he was sitting. You've earned yourself one hundred dollars. He set the bill on the edge of the stage. A whisper ran through the audience, 
and suddenly the whole shuffling, shifting, half-asleep crowd was on high alert. The man who'd called out chocolate leapt up and marched to the stage to collect his prize. Okay, said the presenter. I'll take another guess, but raise your hands now. Don't just blurt it out. Hands shot up all around the room. Second row in the blue shirt. Rice. That's right. Rice has been the top-selling flavor in Asian markets since its invention in 1961, and remains so to this day. Overall, rice comes in at number two. The other two job-seekers at Nelson's table had their hands up. Marianne's tush was up out of her seat as she jabbed her raised hand toward the acoustic drop ceiling, hoping to be noticed over the crowd of mostly men, who towered over her. Of course, Nelson could name the top ten flavors, and who wouldn't want a hundred bucks? But the thought of being made to dance in his seat like a trained macaque was insulting enough to keep him from raising his hand.